All right, turn with me to Second Timothy. Second Timothy two fifteen. Uh, if you'll stand up with me for the reading of the Word of God. Fifteen, we'll just read fifteen and sixteen. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Um, Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord, you've given us, Lord. I pray you speak through me and use me, Lord, as a vessel. I pray, Lord, that we we receive your word, Lord, with, um, Lord, I pray with uh, a contrite spirit, Lord, and I pray that we take your word and add it to our faith and help us to grow, Lord, and please help us to have a good rest of the day. I pray we keep adding to our faith and growing and serving you more and more, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Okay, so I um I called this sermon. I don't know. I for some reason like the titles. It keeps me. It keeps them. I like to organize them. Helps me to just. I called it a worker approved by God and how to be a worker, um, a good worker for the Lord Jesus Christ and how to study and to really read into the Word of God and to really show how we can show God that we really love Him. You know, we just that we really love Him. Um, so many people today just kind of just say they love Him, but they don't really mean it because they'll never pick up the Word of God in their life and. It just there's so much vain parts of that. So I just want to talk about Second Timothy two fifteen, where in the Word of God, you know, it's it's Paul talking to Timothy. So it's not to us; it's to Timothy, but it can be for us. It can applicate as applicable to us. So it says, says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." So I want to start on as we to love the Word of God, we got to study the Scripture, study His Word. And um, if you're already reading in the Word of God and studying it like you should, continue. If you're not, start today. I like to say, you know, start the engine. That's uh, I've seen a sign language where it said this is starting the engine for a sign language. Um, well, starting. So just start the engine of running to the word, going to the Word of God, and reading and studying and loving the Word of God. Um, so the shelf, um, study to show thyself approved unto God, not unto man. You know, I just find that very um, hard in a lot of Christians' life. A lot of us have the um, just like uh, the reason why we want to study is because we can show off in our church or um, show off in front of people or sometimes it can be a pride thing. Like I'm not pointing fingers, I'm just saying sometimes it can be a pride. Um, I see it sometimes in myself and you know, I bet some of us have the same problem. Sometimes you just want to know something so you can talk about it and make yourself seem smart in other areas and make especially the word of God. So we need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. That verse is particular particular about that study to show thyself approved unto god it's not unto man we're doing this for god not for man um and it says not man but god and you know it wants us to be a workman you gotta work hard i would assume that most of us today i wrote believe i believe everybody here is a hard worker for some reason it wrote bellwether which i didn't think that was a word bellwether <laughs> i don't know what that is um but i believe most of us are all hard workers but i you know 
we all put ourselves hard working with a lot of the jobs and other things that we do and um, hobbies. But I can probably, I'm pretty, you know, pretty certain most of us um, don't put that same effort, um, strive, attention, or right attitude or real love in the Word of God. You know, it's sad. It's just sometimes, you know, we, we just don't put our same effort in reading the Word of God and studying the Scriptures. And I don't just mean like read. Like you do every morning, you get our reading done. You know, like you go to the verse or the chapter we're reading and you read through it. Oh, done. I got that. Check off the list and go back to work. I mean like study or I mean like um, when I talked about, I preached on um, meditation, meditating on the Word of God. I'm just taking something and just chewing on it. Um, we had goats and they would uh, chewing on the cud where they top the stuff back up and they start chewing on it. That's what we got to do with the Word of God. We got to chew. We got to process on it because... You know what, it's, sometimes it's hard to think of that, but, you know, we do that about other things. We do that about so many other things. What are we thinking about constantly? We're, you know, as humans, we're constantly thinking. What are we thinking about? Is it vain, or is it the Word of God? I know God wants us to be thinking and studying and reading His Word, but most of the time I know that we're also we're thinking about other stuff. Um, it says, you know, strive for attention, right attitude, and love. I pray and the, um, the answer to get closer to the Word of God and love and really study His Word is to really fervently pray for the hunger, real hunger and love for the words of God. That's food. I like to think is we need to train our minds to think of the Bible, not literal <coughs> or metaphorical, that this is food. And that I'm going to come to it in that because all of us, we just had a big potluck dinner. All of us love food. Yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> We're coming to church. We come to this church. No, I'm just kidding. No, we love food. We love eating food. We go every we every day. We go and we eat food. Why do we eat food? Because we love it, and because our bodies need it. Well, you know, our spirit needs the Word of God. We just have to love it and have a real hunger for it. And yeah, there's real hunger for it. Um, we prepare food. We have to prepare the Word of God. We have to get up, sit down in the right mood. Get our stuff put together, notes, and just get, you know, just get ready to get into this Word of God. It's not something we pull, you know, you know it's not something you just pull up in the moment. You, just, you get prepared for it. Just prepare for it. And to be ready. So just to get all that you need and God wants you to have. Prepare, you eat, that's how you prepare your food every day. Um, Proverbs 3, 8, I wanted to mention, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So it says about the Word of God. Health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Navel is a uh, stomach, right? Which is kind of like your stomach area. Um, it's healthy. It's good for you. Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's David, um, the man after God's own heart. He loves the word of God, and that's what we're supposed to be like. Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord. God of hosts, man, if we could just... Um, oh, that's not the verse. I, that's the verse I'm saying. Uh -huh. I shouldn't have put my words right next to the verse. Uh -huh. Now I'm reading out of context. Uh -huh. uh, but just as they, I was reading these different verses describing these people, just describing this word of God as food and how it's given them joy. And just and it's amazing. And if we could just take this, the word of God and treat it as if it was food, that we would come and we would just eat it metaphorically and just take of this word... And just run with it. And we just take it and just suck up all this word and love it like we should. And study it and read it and just think on it, ponder it, meditate on it day and night. We can just run with that. This should be amazing service to the Lord. 
It just, it's, you know, he would deserve even more than that. But that we could just give him that. It's in that, in that service that we owe him. We owe him for that. That's the service. We owe more than that service. 2 Timothy 2.16 says, But shun profane... Uh, I'll turn... Can you guys all turn there? 2 Timothy, turn to 2 Timothy 2.16. Um, you can probably just run for me. Um, but shun profane and vain babbling. See, that's in the same... Uh, Verse chapter we're already in right now. But the next verse over it says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. You know, as I think as God describes something, he usually says the negative thing in the next verse, for the few verses over. So we're just describing it. So we're having this part, he's talking about what is ungodliness, but um, profane and vain babblings. That's what I would say is a part of ungodliness. That's ungodliness right there, is profane and vain babblings. So what is the opposite of that? I would say it's the word of God, the truth, the word of God. That's the truth. That's godliness. And reading this and studying this is being godly, is you know, being what his word says. Um, profane means uh, uh, what I found in, my, um, in the dictionary that we have is tr it's treating sacred things with abuse and treating things. If somebody uses the Lord's name in vain, that is taking something sacred and turning it into nothing. And that's not what this world likes to do today. Um, a lot of us even do the same thing with just normal words. We'll take words and treat them like they're nothing. You know, just, um, I know, uh, oh, I forget, chameleon, not a chameleon, Tim Hawkins or whatever. He said, you know, uh, some people say that's unbelievable or that's the worst. <laughs> it, it's just, we, every day we take things out of context. We take the words and we turn them into nothing. And that can be for... That's the word. That could be the word of God too. We do that with the word. So how are we to love these amazing words? We have to, we have to shun, um, but shun profane and vain babblings. So I think that can also be in the word of God because we can make some of the words of the Lord profane. We can speak the Lord's name in a profane manner. We can just make it like it's nothing. And sometimes we can just get, um, I would say, um, car not carnal, but um, just hardened about it. We, we hear it so many times. I know there's a, um, as humans, we have this thing. If we hear a word so many often, it just gets, it gets um, lighter every time we hear it. Um, as I've been working in the world, I hear the same, the worst cuss word over and over and over and over again. And when I started, it was always like, ooh, because that was the worst I was taught. And now that I'm just around all the time, it just it doesn't bother me anymore. It's that kind of stuff. We can be that with the word of God. Um, just amazing truth, and we can just be carnal towards it. It, do it doesn't mean the same. And I pray that we have a hunger and a love for the, a love for the Word of God, and we ask God to just renew our thinking, renew our mind, so that when we come to the Word of God, we have to train ourselves. It's hard. We have to train ourselves to go and just just eat it up, and just excuse me, take it and be excited about it. Um, to really study and love the Word of God. Um, just um, we have to we need to discard all the vain talk. Shame of all, um, because it leads to the opposite of what God wants us to do, to be godly. He wants us to be godly. So we have to do what um, 2 Timothy 2.16 says. What is the love of God? I want to talk about what is the love of God and in his word. What Dad mentioned last Sunday. 1 John 5.3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Now, how are we going to follow this verse if we don't know the word of God? I'm saying this is an amazing verse, and people are like, oh, man, I'll follow his commandments. But how can you follow his commandments if you don't know his commandments? So already I know it's like, oh, I'm really going to love the word, 
love God, I gotta love His Word, and I have to be in it and read it and to study it and know to every part of it. I want to know Him. To know Him, you gotta read His Word and to really love Him. And Second um, Timothy three sixteen says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration." It's just the um, for me, it's just the next page. Uh, for you guys, it might be a page right if you turn there. Second Timothy three, Second um, Timothy three sixteen seventeen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So this amazing word, this is, how, this is all the stuff that it does for us. It's amazing. 3.17 says that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. God wants us to be perfect. And you know, even though our carnal flesh allows us that we can't be perfect, we can still be perfect in God's eyes. Um, as we got saved, we're perfect now in his eyes. But to just not sin. He wants to be perfect to where we're not sinning anymore. Well, we're, sorry. <laughs> we all, we'll always sin. But just he wants us to be perfect. And how are we perfect to love his word of God? And um, for last sermon I preached on was about Job. And it, God called Job a perfect man. He's like, how did that happen? Because we're flesh. We still sin. Well, the reason why I gave is when I read, I found um, the verse Psalm 1830. And I thought of this. As for God, his way is perfect. So if we walk in the way of the Lord, we can be perfect. Because if we're walking in his way, now we're still going to sin. We're still gonna, we still have this flesh. We still are cursed with this flesh to carry till we make it to heaven. But I just, how can we be perfect as God describes Job? Walk in the way of the Lord. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. We need to not walk our, um, we need to, um, we need to not just walk in the way. Um, that's why I still hold on. We need to not walk our way, but in God's way, because what is the opposite? If God's way is perfect, what is our way? That is the opposite of perfect, corrupt, um, in the perfect way of God, but um, to walk in his way. But how do we know God's perfect way? The word of God. And so we're reading all this stuff on how to study, how to read, how to really love, and um, we're just reading all these verses about this stuff, and we're, how are we going to learn all these things? How are we going to do all this? How do we really um, know his commandments? How do we really, we have to read it. We have to study it out. Because, you know, when you reach those parts, you'll read a verse and it doesn't make any sense. You'll probably all have that where you read a verse and you just, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, what, what does that mean? Um, well, I, how I like to describe it is that God, um, we raise dogs, so this is the best illustration I can think of. And that's God throwing the bone for us. You know, when you throw the bone to the dog, the dog's going to run after it. That's what we should do. That's God throwing that at us. That's a bone, and we're supposed to run at, rat, run at it. It's something that's kind of harder to understand. That's God saying that's his word right there, and we need to understand it. So what we got to do is a workman. We're all hard workers. If we put the same hard work we would with everything else in the word of God, that would be amazing. That would be just what God wants us to do and to strive for that and to be just be like him, try to be like him, reflect Jesus Christ. Um, the verse I thought about, one of my, fa my favorite verse in my life, is James one twenty two. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own, um, deceiving your Sorry, deceiving yourself. I have it right here, but I try to, uh, I guess, must be nervous. But I'm going to repeat it. James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word, and I hear is only deceiving your own selves. We do that so often. We'll come here to hear the word of God. Sometimes it comes out one ear, goes in one ear, and it comes out the other. Um, I pray that you write things down, take notes, to remember, and to study the word of God. And so as we're saying, we need to study and read the word of God. That's why I'm giving some of these um, verses, because this is, 
the Word of God. He wants us to read and to study and to love the Word of God. It's amazing. It's juicy. It's real. Um, James, the further verses, if you'll just turn with me to James. It's not that far off. It's a little bit to the right. Two pages to the right. James 1.22. It says in verse 23, For if any, may, um, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of, manner, uh, manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty... And continue it there, and he being not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If, um, and I'll just stop right there. So is it describing us this glass? As we see ourselves in this glass, and we see, you know what? Um, you sit on, well, probably some people look in the, when you look in the mirror, um, there's a teenager having acne or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know the beer, whatever you're finding imperfections. A lot of us look in the mirror to find the imperfections. We're looking on what I can fix, what I can do here, what I can do there. Well, that's kind of what the Word of God is. When we come to church, when we come and we read the scriptures, it's like looking into a glass where we see ourselves for who we are. Pride withereth away because we're like, man, I'm really nothing. And we just, we see all these impurities. But once we close the book, sometimes or we leave the church, it's all forgotten. We forget what manner of man we was. We look into this perfect law of liberty, which is Jesus Christ in the word of God, and we're like, I need to fix this, I need to fix that, I gotta fix this, this, and that, but then, as we close it and we leave, we just, we forget it all, so um, I just want us to, as we're, I want us all to really study, I want us to really love and to learn to just think of this word of God as food, just kind of switch of thinking, um, I've had to do a little bit of switch thinking from different jobs, you're thinking, oh man, what am I doing the next day, you gotta, so it's like a retraining of your thinking, um, it's stuff like that. You have to retrain your thinking. As you switch from summer to winter, your clothes, you have to retrain your thinking. What am I wearing? T-shirt and shorts. No, it's winter. <laughs> i got to wear something else. So it's something like that. We have to, every day, we have to retrain our thinking to just the Word of God. And to when we look into this, this perfect, amazing Word, we say, I want to change this, this, and that. And we have to grow and change, literally. We have to make changes to ourselves. Um, it says in verse 4 and verse 5, for he beholdeth himself and go. Um, sorry, I do that verse. Um, verse six, I mean, verse six and verse seven. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this: to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Amen. Um, if you'll turn with me to, we'll go back to Timothy, which is probably sounds like you kept your place. First Timothy, so just a few pages. 1 Timothy 4.13. It says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Um, that's what we are supposed to do. If you, can under, if you can do one commandment that's going to fulfill a bunch, is to read the Word of God. To read in it, to love in it. Till I come, the Lord, He's coming. It could be tomorrow. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. As we're reading in 2 um, Timothy, um, says, To study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm ashamed of what the work, the stuff I know from the Bible, because I don't know enough. Hopefully we all feel the same so that we would go towards that and grow. And just the run with it. Just if you could be excited about reading the word of God as you were getting a, you know, 
chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Just imagine it's a chocolate chip cookie, but don't really eat it. <laughs> Just the words is that flavorful and amazing um, as we make that change. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. The Lord is coming soon. We need to love and read his word. He's going to come soon. He's coming. Ecclesiastes 12, 12. And further by these, my son, be admonished of making many books. There is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Um, let us hear the um, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Um, I just think of um, Solomon. He had all this wisdom from God, and then he had all this. He had tried everything he could on earth. And what did he say? He said, everything's vanity. Everything is vanity under the sun. Say as a preacher. He said everything is vanity. All the books, all the wisdom. You know, I think about, um, uh, what's, what's theology mean again? Study of God. I think we should have some theology in the Word of God, the study and the real meditation. When was the last time we just read something in the Word of God and we had real meditation? And that was the thing that just stuck in our heads all day long. You know, if the, and sometimes we can make excuses, well, this, well, that. Well, you know what's funny is we're, there's going to be vanity. What, if we're not meditating on the Word of God, what else are we thinking of? What else are we meditating on? There's going to be something in our mind. Some book of wisdom we're going to be reading about. Um, either it could be electrician, it could be this, it could be that. I'm, I'm not going to point other stuff out to other people because I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> I'm just pointing the stuff in mind. Um, but there's just so many different things. We all can relate to different things um, in our lives. We probably can, there's something there that just, it really doesn't matter. But then yet it's exciting and we just want to get into it. But there's that that's, that gets our interest. And that's what we're thinking about. That's what we're meditating on. But the word of God, he wa God wants us to really meditate on him. And if we, are, if we let down our pride, and we think Solomon giving this wisdom here, he tried it all. And what did he say? It's all vanity. Um, and that's, he says that in um, Ecclesiastes, excuse me, verse 1, chapter, oh no, chapter 1, verse 2. Vanity to vanity, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Ecclesiastes, if you'll just turn with me, I'll read down a few more verses. Ecclesiastes 1. Chapter 1, verse 2. We're going to read 2, but I'll just read it again. As we find here. Is oh, that's, the that's the Proverbs. I have it here. Oh, oh, for everybody else, sorry. Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 2. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What profit hath any um, hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteneth to his place where he arose. Everything just fades away. Everything is, we're not finite. We're going to fade away. And we, don't, we only have a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I just pray we spend that time in the word of God. And reading him like, really, like he really should. All of his vanity. All the thoughts that concur in our minds. All these things that we think about every day. It's all vanity. All of it. Um, if you'll turn with me to Romans 13, 11, we'll probably be, I'll, this will be the last jump. If you keep your hand in 2 Timothy 2.15, keep a finger, not a hand, keep a foot, no, I'm just kidding. Romans 13, 11 says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. We're going to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation, nearer than when we believe. 
He's coming. Our salvation. Jesus Christ. He is coming. Romans 13, 12. The night is far spent. We are living right now in the night. The world today, the darkness, we're living in the night. That, um, the day is at hand. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the light of the world. He's coming. His, the day is at hand. He's coming. Our salvation, our day, he is coming. Days at hand, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. What are these casts of dark uh, what are these works of darkness? It's sin, it's ungodliness, the vain babblings that we talked about in the other verse where it says, But shun profane vain babblings, for they will increase into un more ungodliness. That's ungodliness. That would be that's darkness. We are to cast this stuff off. Cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. So what is the armor of light? It talks about, and that says, it explains what that is in verse 14, I believe. Verse 13, we'll go, it says, Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. It says, verse 13, um, chap, um, chapter 13, verse 14, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I believe the armor of, the li armor of light is. Because well, who is the light of the world? Jesus Christ. He is light. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Our salvation is coming. The day is at hand. We should spend our time and know his commandments, to know him. We should serve God with all what we have. I know that in, um, I know he could seriously coming tomorrow. Right now we're in the darkness, but he is coming. The day is at hand. He is coming. And I pray that you study and you read and you really love the word of God. My point of today, I thought, we'll go to 2 Timothy 15. We'll be wrapping with 2 Timothy 2.15. The verse I wanted to wrap up was just to study to show thyself approved unto God. That's what we need to do. We need to study to show thyself approved unto God, to show God, just give him what he deserves. You know, we really don't give him what he deserves. We owe him everything. Um, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I don't want to be ashamed. I know most of us probably don't. But, you know, just take man out of context and say, I would be more ashamed. Instead of thinking what being ashamed or um, embarrassed by man, just think to myself how we could be embarrassed to God. That sets the standard way higher. If we think we could be better than men or no more than this guy, then we're thinking it way wrong. Well, I think when it says ashamed, it's talking about God. We're, we can be ashamed at just this knowledge and stuff we know of him. We just sometimes we just we just don't study and read the word of God like we should sometimes. And I pray that if we do, we continue and we strive and put the effort that it God deserves out of us. And if we don't, I pray that it just restart the car, restart the engine, and get right on to that. It's like the day is at hand. I pray that we put the effort in the Lord, for the Lord Jesus Christ and to really study and read the word of God as if it was previous. And that's all I have for today. Thank you all very much. Um, do you want me to send a prayer or have you go to open up prayer? Okay. Alright, thank you all. Alright. Close up with prayer. Alright, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I thank you for this wonderful time we've had in your word. I pray, Lord, that we could uh, would you give us a real hunger, Lord. And Lord, I pray this hunger would come with great love for your word. And that you could reboot our minds. And that the words that we just once heard recently, that some of it just felt like nothing or empty. That I pray that we could just 
we would reboot our thinking and as if, as if we heard your name for the first time. As if we have heard our salvation is coming, that the day is at hand for the first time. And we would have that excitement and that amazement to be as if we had just gotten saved and we were coming to the word of God like we were just that striving to just learn everything we could about you. That excitement, that happiness, just to reboot in our lives as if we were, we'd just gotten saved. You know, there's this feeling we get when we get just get saved, this excitement to share the gospel, to read the word, to know you as much as possible. I pray that we have that back, and that the word of God could be as food to us, that we prepare it and be ready to take it and to really love it. How do we love you? Just to, know, to follow after your commandments. And I pray that we do so, and to read your word and to study it like we should. I pray, Lord, we owe you a whole lot, but thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. Pray that we serve you with all we have, and I pray you'd add to our faith. And Lord, have us that we, as we look in the perfect law of liberty, your word, Lord, today, next Sunday, Sunday, um, next Sunday, the Sunday after, Sunday after that, even if we open it when we open our book tomorrow, the word of God tomorrow, as we open that perfect law of liberty, I pray we make changes, Lord, and really study and read in your word of God. Pray for me, Mark Ryan. I think this uh, wonderful opportunity. And I uh, pray bless everybody today, Lord. Help us, help everybody drive stay home safely, Lord. And I pray that we keep adding and growing to you, especially in this cha- um, new chapter of the year here.